0: Welcome to the Measure Success Podcast, where we feature top leaders on how they measure success in their business and life. Now, let's learn from their experiences. Carl J. Cox here, and I'm the host of the Measure Success Podcast, where I talk with top leaders about effective strategies that inspire success. This episode is brought to you by 40 Strategy, 40 Strategies built to make strategy work For small to medium-sized companies by designing world-class strategic plans and help keeping them accountable to actually get it done. To learn more, go to 40strategy.com. Well, we like to do shout outs from time to time on the podcast. And today on this recording is actually my birthday. It's not quite a round birthday, but it is a special birthday. And so I want to thank my mom and my late father, God rest his soul for bringing me here to this earth. And so anyways, kind of a fun day, really excited to have our guest today, who is Dave Ashworth. He is the co-founder of Quantify. And for nearly a decade, they've helped countless businesses, owners add a few extra hours of sleep per night, knowing they have accurate and financial information to grow their business. Prior to finding Quantify, Dave's expertise was utilized by one of Pennsylvania's biggest regional public accounting firms. Dave, welcome to the Measure Success Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Carl. And before we go any further, happy birthday. I feel privileged to be on your podcast
0: on your birthday. So happy birthday. Thank you so much. And I, and I did have this question, why in the heck am I recording podcast on my birthday? But here I am. And um, that's because I had a lovely trip four days before this. I have multiple trips coming up. And it's like, we gotta we got to keep moving forward. We got to you know, the show goes on, so to speak. And so, and here we are, and I guess I'm not six years old anymore where I have to have these opportunities, but I I could tell you on the next round of birthday, Dave, I will be taking that day off when that comes. So it's a big one. So, Hey, thank you, Dave. I'm excited for you to be on here. We've had multiple conversations. This has not been our very first time we've met. And of course we always do a prep one, but you and I have actually had three or four conversations. We met, through the LinkedIn universe, through our conversations, and both of us having an accounting background, of course, we have a natural affinity towards each other about what you do, and how you do it, and of course, I'm always love talking to entrepreneurs, you know, people who have gone off on their own to start new businesses to get figured out. So, tell us a little bit more about Quantify and, and what do you do? How, how are you making a difference in the world? Yeah, so we we serve the small business community. You know,
1: my my background was in public accounting. As you mentioned, I worked at a large regional firm here in Pennsylvania, a very traditional route. I was doing tax return preparation for a couple of years, eventually decided to go out on my own, which will be, I believe, 11 years this month, which is crazy. And we've had some different iterations in our business, but what we are focused on now in its simplest terms is helping small and some medium-sized businesses, depending on how you define it, with their monthly accounting. So that could be anything from bookkeeping work to kind of the next level up would be more of a controller. Uh, We do a little bit of CFO work. I wouldn't call us true like fractional or outsourced CFOs like some people are. We really fall into that bookkeeping and controller bucket. And our goal is to get our clients accurate and timely financial information every single month so that they can just make good decisions and help push their business forward.
0: So when you get brought in, I'm always curious about this this concept of it's a big fear, right? If somebody doesn't have somebody doing their books before for the first time, they're like, Oh, I don't, I'm, I'm scared. Right. I'm, I'm kind of scared to actually give it up and, and have somebody else do it. And I gotta imagine when you come into a new client, often it's a bit of a mess. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay. So just a little hint to those who are ever considering giving up your books. We know it's a mess. Yes, <laughs> that's the reason why you're outsourcing in the first place. So help us, let's kind of get through and, and let's kind of typical client, you know, and what that's, I know that's hard to say, you know, because probably some of them, mm-hmm. they bring over your books and you see this mess and and, and let's say it's really messy, right? They, they've they been, so to speak, carrying their things in, a, in a, a shoe box, or maybe they've been doing a QuickBooks online, but entering in every third transaction encoding it properly. How long once you get the books does it take to get it, quote unquote, cleaned up? Yeah,
1: we typically say like four to six weeks is like a pretty good time frame. There's a lot of back and forth of asking questions to them. You know, we want to understand not only what they've been doing, but we want to understand the business that they're in as well and understand what makes them tick and where they're looking to go. Because your accounting system should be designed around what the owner wants and needs to see to help make good decisions. So we're we're cleaning things up, we're reconciling things, but we're also getting an understanding of the business and the owner or the management team that we're working with so we can put things in place to help them. That's the goal. We need to bring them value. But again, four to six weeks is a typical, you know, sometimes it could be a week if it's pretty simple. Sometimes it could be a lot longer. If it's if it's you know something that just hasn't been a focus for a long time, but I would say four to six weeks
0: is pretty typical. So then we talk about timely that you know it's that concept. So what is a typical owner when they have somebody professionally doing their books for them? What does that look like? Like how off how soon after the last day of the month do they have quote unquote like? Monthly c- clean financials, or do you do it do in a different way? You're doing it daily and continuous. Give it, give us some kind of insight into what a typical client would expect.
1: Typical, we're we're shooting between the twentieth and and the thirtieth of the following month is pretty typical. Uh, we will never go over at the end of the month unless they just don't give us information. Like if you have the information, you're going to get it by the thirtieth period. We are guarantee that, but it's typically the twentieth to thirtieth. Now, some businesses go a little bit quicker especially as they get a little bit bigger, they want it a little bit quicker. Maybe they have like a board meeting on the 12th. And so we need the financials done by the 10th. And so we can do that. I think our biggest client, we actually get it done by the 5th, which is, which is pretty quick. That's pretty quick. With that one, we're doing some weekly work, some daily work, so we can get it closed by then. But typical client that we're working with is
0: 20th to 30th. Well, that's certainly better than never, right? And it's and, and it's better that they actually have something closed that they can see. And so I'm kind of curious, what is the response of a typical client, kind of let's say in that third month, where all of a sudden they have timely financial statements? What is their responses once they kind of get through this setup, cleanup, and now, now we're providing them consistent financial statements?
1: Yeah, it, it's almost something that they never thought possible if that it sounds kind of weird to say that but they never really thought that that could be possible that they could get things cleaned up and then just consistently be seeing their numbers and so they're sometimes they're really excited and sometimes they're not because if the numbers aren't what they want to see they're like man like I maybe I didn't want to see this but they're excited to get that information and then to make changes where necessary because they've just a lot of them have never had that they'll do the cleanup to do taxes or if they need a loan, then they'll do a cleanup. And that's that's pretty much it. They're not really looking at it consistently. As they start to see month over month and get a real picture of their business, they can start to make some change. They get pretty excited. And I think the other thing too is once we get through the cleanup and then we're consistently delivering those financials, our clients just, they, and they tell us this, they have peace of mind because they know that things are being looked after, that things are going to get in, that they're going to get their financials, that... Someone else is looking at it that knows what they're doing, and they don't have to be up at night worrying, okay, is this here? Do I have enough money here? Like, what do I need to do at the end of the year for taxes? Like, that stuff is all now under control, and that peace of mind allows them to go and focus on other areas of their business where, you know, they're much better
0: utilized. Are you able to give them insights as to, you know, so to speak, you know, meaning, where they're, they're maybe not aware that they're overspending in certain areas or that there's some gaps they have where, where they, not only are they getting time to financial statements, but they're getting actually somewhat of a return on investment by, by working with you all. We're always looking for other opportunities for our
1: clients. That could be through that. Uh, We, we don't do tax work anymore, but we also can bring up tax opportunities for clients. Maybe there's credit that they can potentially apply for. We're, You know, My my role in the business now is more business development and, and trying to get new clients and maintaining some of those relationships. But through that, I've met a lot of really cool people that can add value to my client's business. So I'm always connecting them with other people and saying, hey, your business could really benefit from talking to this person or talking to this person. And that's based on what I'm seeing with the financials, what their business is doing. And so we're always looking for ways to add value to our clients, whether it's through what you just talked about, or other avenues, if we see something that can help them,
0: we're going to do that. So I think one of the, also, if you may, fascinating little issues that happen, you get to see is that the entrepreneur world is not easy. And there are a lot of entrepreneurs that are barely paying themselves, right? It's almost like, you know, they're, you know, God bless them, they have a business, which is really exciting. But they haven't figured out the ways to actually maximize their profits and, and to help figure out how to grow. I'm kind of curious. How often do you see that, right? Because we know it's a pretty rampant problem in, in, in small businesses. And how do you help guide them to? It's important to get paid.
1: Yeah, we. It's pretty common. It's more common than I probably had originally thought. To be honest, you know, you see entrepreneurs and they have these multi, you know, sometimes multi-million dollar businesses and they're paying themselves either nothing or next to nothing which is which is kind of hard to believe but but where we can help is i think the first step and I, and i preach this to all of our clients and prospects and anybody is you need a foundation of good numbers to tell the story of your business or you're never you're never going to be able to to make those right decisions so you need to see first of all what is happening and then you need to put a plan in place to get to wherever you want to go and so that is kind of the steps that we take is build the foundation first. Make sure that's solid, that the information is there. Where is the business currently? And then what is where do you want to take it? And then what is the financial plan to get you from A to B? And that's typically how we go about doing it. Yeah.
0: And and what I love there is that's that's good old fashioned strategy, right? That you're putting into is like, okay. It, once again, when we talk about this, this is not a joke. And, and if you are listening, you're an entrepreneur, we have a lot of entrepreneurs who are listening. You know, we have a lot of really successful ones that are very high net worth, but then we have others that have been like what you said, they on the outside appear like a wildly successful business, right? But they are quote unquote investing every year, right? Oh, we're just investing for the next year. What that means though, is that they're actually not paying themselves any money or very little money, you know, maybe just enough to pay their rent or mortgage, right? and, and some basic necessities. And so th- that's one of the reasons we we partner, I think Dave, we've talked about the past, We partner with profit first because we love the concept of making sure that we want people to make money off of their first dollar that they made, so to speak, right? You know, So this consistent mindset. So when you are able to transform that, right. To somebody who's actually making money for the first time. What's the response then? I mean, that's, that's everything for us
1: because people put so much time, effort, blood, sweat, and tears into their business. Right. And for them to finally like see a return for all their hard work is, I mean, that's, that's everything. I mean, well, what else, what else can we ask for? Right. And, and I will say too, kind of go back to your previous point for It's okay to reinvest into the business, right? And even if you don't take money for a while, but it needs to be, you're doing that as part of the bigger picture and the bigger plan, not because you just don't know what to do. And I feel like most people fall into the bucket of, you know, I don't know what else to do and I don't have the money. So I'm just going to put it back into the business because I don't have a plan. It's totally different ballgame. If you're like, hey, for the next year, for the next 18 months, I'm going to reinvest into the business so I can get to here. That's a totally different ballgame. But if you're just doing it because you don't have a way out, that's where you need to have more of a plan in place.
0: Yeah, it's really, and I think it's really important. What you said there, there there's two things. One, there is that I want to invest for next year, right? So there's this kind of concept. The problem is that it has to stop at some point. What I mean by that is, is you actually have to be a part of your plan, a, a, a salary plan, for lack of a better term, or a distribution plan. And then, And then secondly, you know, after you figured out how much you're going to make and how much you're going to invest, the other thing that ends up happening is like, oh, I want to reduce my taxes. Well, the the irony is, is if you're not making any money and you're not pulling any salary, you're not paying any. You know. All right, that is one advantage to doing that. Yeah, but but you know, it's the it's a it's a silly advantage, so to speak, right? If you're not pulling any salary, I mean, the reality is the wealthiest people are typically paying a fair amount in taxes. You know, and yeah. so that's actually a sign of, ironically, a sign of success, It is rather than lack of success. You know, and and so it's I think, these really fascinating changes around that. You have done a couple of things that are really interesting. One of the things that, in, in your bio, that we didn't go into detail as you've developed this calculated growth model. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about that, and and why would, why would a client want to use that tool?
1: Yeah, so we, we wanted to kind of take what we did and wrap it up in something that can relate to a client. And so the idea of like a calculated growth is exactly what we've been talking about the whole time. Is how do you quantify what exactly you are doing and where you're trying to go? And so we kind of put it in the three buckets. So the first bucket of the model is just the foundation, the financial foundation. You got to get your numbers right. Like you have to have that in place. Now uh, the second piece of that is then How do we then start to utilize different pieces of technology in order to be more efficient in order to help us to to get those numbers quicker and more accurately? But then you know, when you utilize technology, that can add a ton of value to a business as well. And that's the second pillar. And then the third is just our our level of communication that we bring to the table. So we have a 24-hour communication policy with all of our clients. We'll get back to you within 24 hours, no matter what. And and so that level of communication and being like your financial resource, if you combine those three things, that financial foundation of getting things right, utilizing technology, and then utilizing us as a resource and us just being there for you consistently, that is how we feel like you can calculate your growth and really put you in a trajectory of where you want to go, but in a calculated way and understanding what that plan is.
0: So just from a curiosity, when people are coming and thinking of, and they're hearing this like, man, I need to work with Quantify and work with Dave to help get things cleaned up. Do they need to be on a certain accounting system to help do that? Or how do you end up working with them?
1: We typically use QuickBooks online. That, that I mean, that is, the, that is the most popular right now. That's what we are most familiar with. So I would say 95% of our clients are on there. Now we do a lot of QBO migration as well. So clients coming from desktop or coming from a different software that we can migrate over if they're open to that. We do have some that are outside of that, but QBO right now, I mean, there's some really good ones as well, but QBO seems to be the most popular and the best in class and are just continuing to improve it every single day. So that is where we spend most of our time. But if someone really wants to work with us, you know, we could have the conversation about doing that migration over and, and we make that pretty seamless at this point.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, it is a fascinating how much they've improved the tool over the years, right? Yeah. And and matter of fact, I think QuickBooks Desktop is officially no longer being supported right now. So if you are still on QuickBooks Desktop, you really have to consider making it's time, it, yeah. It's time. Yeah, time. You yeah, know, you shouldn't be waiting anymore because it's it's yeah. literally a dated dated tool behind that. One of the things I, I was really curious and I, and I love what you've done is you've created this online tool that is basically how to do your books. So you're teaching maybe people who might not ever work with you is how to fish. Tell us about that course that you have and why did you put it together?
1: Yeah. So o- over the years, we, we kind of have a certain level of client that we're looking to work with that is is ready to make the investment in working with us. But I've also talked to plenty of people, and and I just love helping people that were more in a startup phase or they were a smaller business. They just weren't quite there yet. And I would try to give them some guidance or some suggestions, but I could never really point them in a really good direction. and And so I felt like that was a gap in in what we were doing. And so my partner and I basically developed a course teaching, you know business owners or or if there's a bookkeeper, or an office manager, whoever how to do the books for a company exactly like we would be doing it for our clients. And so the course that we developed, I think there's, I think it's like 21 part video course. It walks you through every single step of, you know, kind of the initial things to think about, how to set things up. We use QBO as the as the platform to do it, but what package to pick, how to get it set up, set up all your settings, then how to start tracking it consistently. What does that look like? Entering transactions, reconciling, invoicing clients, paying bills, everything, and then once all of that is done, then what do you do? What do you look at? So how to how to read a balance sheet? How to read a P and L? What things to be looking for? So it's basically start to finish for keeping the books for your business, you know, so that we could reach some of those people that aren't quite ready yet, but if you aren't quite ready yet you need to have another plan in place to keep the accounting records in the books for your business. You can't just say, oh, we're not ready yet. So I'm not going to do anything. Not a good answer. So many businesses fail every single year because they don't know anything about their numbers or their financials. So you need to do something. So we felt this was a way to educate people so that they could get their numbers together
0: and then be on a path to success. Dave, you mentioned before the show that you are good with Providing a promo mm-hmm. code to our guests in the measure S podcast, who, if there is a price for it, they can get it for free. So, what is that yep. course code?
1: Yeah, so the code is Quantify. It's all in caps, so it's our company name, Quantify, one hundred, uh, and that will, you know, we we launched the course a couple months ago, so it's in it's in the pretty early stages. So, I don't know how long this code will last. But you know, that is the code for now to to give the course away for free if someone wants to go through it. And then I would love some feedback. You know, I've had some people go through it, have some really good feedback. But if you end up using the code and going through it, please reach out to me and let's talk. I want to make sure that this is, you know, practical. There's actionable steps, which I believe that there is. But if we can make it better, I certainly would love some feedback.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. I think that's an amazing tool. You know, very few people who are not in accounting and finance. They don't have this proper instruction, right? They don't know actually how to do the books. They they know their specific business, yep. And and but they don't understand the blocking and tackling. And they don't realize that it takes quite a bit of coursework and experience actually to get good, right? You know, yep. at actually designing. And I think something else you said that's so important is, you know, you think of the model and the courses you have take is that you could have it. Once again, we'll go back to you could have a growing business and not realize you're losing money if your books aren't clean. 100%. And, and, and so being able to get to that, have more clear, I think is going to be super valuable. So, all right, Dave. So I'd like to ask, of course, the question if from a business perspective, how do you measure success?
1: Yeah. So I would say the a word that would pop into my head would be impact. So that is impact on our clients, first off. Like, How are we impacting them in a positive way? Are they... Again, I can't guarantee that every client's going to have like a super successful business, but are we having a positive impact on them? I think the people on our team, are we having an impact on them? Um, You know, we're trying to build a culture, a certain culture here at Quantify. And so are we having an impact on them as well? And then the third bucket is impact on our industry. Now, there's a lot going on in the accounting industry. A lot of negative things, in my opinion, that need to be fixed. And we, I, we want to be a voice for some of that change that I feel like needs to take place. So I would say just the word impact, like if I'm having a positive impact on clients, my team and our industry, to me, that is success.
0: All right. So I always like to move the personal side a bit to get a little bit behind the entrepreneur who's like building these businesses. Mm -hmm. So what habits have you learned over the years to help Bring your best, and and to help grow your business. You know, what are, what are you doing consistent basis on a personal habit perspective to help yeah. drive your greatest impact?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things, like three main things that I'm sure most entrepreneurs would talk about. So it's you know, eating habits, exercise, and then also reading and educating myself. C- certain seasons of life, I'm really good at those. Certain seasons, I'm not. But when I'm really doing well with my diet, my exercise, and then reading and educating myself, things seem to just go in a lot better direction. So I think those are three that are probably most people say. I think the other one for me is just making sure my priorities are in check. There's there's certain things in my personal life that are just really important. And when I get those right, that tends to flow into business, the business as well. So that, you know, and then I would have to, you know what you're calling success in my personal life. Usually when I'm doing that, my business tends
0: to thrive. And you, I, I don't know if you want to share, Dave, but you have some exciting news. Do you want to share? I, it I do,
1: I do. So we have a crazy season coming up. So my wife and I are due with our second in the middle of March. And then beyond that, we're also building a house. So we're probably moving in June. So the next four months are, are going to be pretty wild. So if if I'm if I'm sitting there alive in July and August, that's going to be a huge win.
0: I think we raise a higher bar than that, Dave. I think you'd be alive and thriving. <laughs> that's cars. the plan.
1: That's the plan. But no, those are it's really exciting stuff here. You know, the business is continuing to grow. Obviously, adding to our family, moving our family, like those are just really positive things. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a harder season of life for sure. But I have nothing to complain about. I, I feel super blessed.
0: No, absolutely. When, when being having having four kids, Dave, it is each one is absolutely new. As you said, it's a. It's a- New blessing and right. it's an incredible opportunity, but yeah, it's it is stressful. There's no question about that. But it with it brings a whole new life and experience that that I'm you know grateful that you're going to get the experience and see it. And building a new house, we've never actually did that beforehand, so I think that's a whole different level of stress. It but is. that's that's super exciting. That'll be yes. yours. You'll be in it for the first time, which which I think is tremendous. All right, so I always like to ask, what is a book? that has inspired you, or impacted you, that you would like to recommend to the audience?
1: Yeah. So I, I like some of the books that are behind you. Extreme Ownership is awesome. Good Degree is awesome. But there's a book, it's called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Awesome book. If you haven't heard of him, you should check out his stuff. He is just so inspiring. His story is crazy. He is just, just crazy as far as like the things he's been able to accomplish in his life and just the, all of the obstacles he's been able to overcome. But if you feel like you're kind of stuck in a rut and you can't you you don't know what to do next and you don't know like you don't feel motivated at all to do something pick up his book and uh, I bet you'll get going pretty quick.
0: Yeah, it, I I think it's an excellent suggestion. Can't hurt me. It, it's not G-rated just for those who No, are, yeah. Uh, definitely
1: definitely preface that. It is yeah. not it is not, he's he's pretty rough around the edges. I mean, Navy SEAL, all, all sorts of things, but the message is, is
0: pretty awesome. It really is. And I, and I mean, that, and, it, and it's not only is it not G-rated, but what his upbringing, what happened to him. It is yes. very actually intense. It is. Very, very intense beginning of his life. I won't go into it in detail here on the podcast, but in the audiobook, which which I've done as well is awesome because it's actually, he has his ghost writer, Doing the speaking, but then he comes in, and so it like comes this interview throughout the book where yeah. he he like expands on the ideas that they pull out of the book and different concepts. Mm-hmm. So it is very powerful. David Goggins is is absolutely one of the best, and in terms of motivational. Just motivational people, like just what you said, you know. It, it's like if he, it's one of those things that he can do it, right? right. <laughs> you, know, you know, I I can probably take another step and and try to try to go further as well. So, I think that's absolutely awesome, Dave. Great recommendations. Well, Dave, this has been tremendous. So excited to have you on the podcast. As I said we've had, as we said, we've had multiple conversations. So excited to see your business grow, your personal life grow. It's it's love to see the success that you've been experiencing how can people reach out and connect to learn more about you?
1: Yeah. I mean, our website is the So all, all the information about us is there, you know, all my information, my contact info is there. We have the course on there. Uh, and then I spent a, spent a lot of time on LinkedIn. So if you just look me up on LinkedIn, I'd be happy to connect with anybody. I love talking to other entrepreneurs and business owners and just hearing their stories. Like that just keeps me going. Like I like sharing mine. I like hearing others. So if you're an entrepreneur and you have a story, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear about it and see how we can help each other.
0: That's tremendous. Dave, thank you so much for sharing your story of entrepreneurship. Also how you're making a difference in the world and impact. I love the concept that you said there. I think that is a goal that all of should have is what type of impact we're making on the world. So Dave, thank you so much for being a guest on the Measure Size Podcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And to everyone else who's listening, Wishing you the very best and measuring your success. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Measure Success Podcast. We'll see you again next time to learn from the best. Remember to subscribe now to get future episodes.